1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com
0: slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're off. We're off. I have to tell you about my dream. I almost texted you about (gasps) it. I love
1: when you tell me about dreams. This
0: morning, but I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to her via the pod. So I had a dream that Meryl Streep, was playing my mom in some movie. Yes. Um, Call and you so, Mamie Gummer. And we were getting...
1: Northwestern alum, baby. And,
0: and we got really close. Mm-hmm. And then we were hanging out because <laughs> that's what we were doing. And she was taking me on like a studio tour of like Martha Stewart's new something or other, so we were going backstage. Wow, what a collection or
1: of people and references! Oh,
0: just wait. But then once I once we get there, I realize that Meryl Streep can go wherever Meryl Streep wants. Oh. She just just by nature of being Meryl Streep, like no one questions anything about what she's doing. Probably true. So we true. get there, and she has facilitated this like dinner for me with Cynthia Nixon. Oh my god and Meryl Streep is like Brooke I know you have this podcast or you had this podcast like um and I was like you have no idea how I feel about Cynthia Nixon Meryl Streep like like (laughs) this and then I like literally the whole dream was me just having dinner with Cynthia Nixon
1: wow so Meryl didn't even stay No,
0: she like, I feel like she kept popping. It was a crazy dream. And I was like, I'm manifesting this reality for myself.
1: 100%. (laughs) Even the Martha Stewart bits. No, those are the most important, I think. I'm so curious to hear what Martha Stewart will be up to when you go tour her studio.
0: (laughs) It was, it's so weird because I feel like when I have dreams about, like I've had, I am like a pretty witchy dreamer, if I do say so myself.
1: Indeed you are.
0: Um. Wow, and what is happening in some LA? Some shit is going down in LA. West
1: Hollywood, baby.
0: Here, let me. It's apparently where all I live the like are. a block away from that like government men who um like murdered people. Sorry. Anyway.
1: T- say what now?
0: Nah, Ed Buck. Just Google it. Ah, uh,
1: mhm.
0: Um but I feel like when I dream about people, they're they're just like vague interpretations of them. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. I, like, well, I'll be, like, oh, that's this person in this dream. Right. But these were, like. The people. Expertly manifested versions. They were inceptioned
1: of, in your dream. It, this really happened to you? I mean, I don't know. If it was a Mama Mia thing. Like, wh- I'm just, like. Oh, I didn't even think about that connection. But, of course. The well, most- I was, like. The, the Meryl Streep that I manifested was Meryl Streep Donna. Sure. I mean, I so. should have known intrinsically. <laughs> the picture is much more complete now. <sighs> wow. It was amazing. Wow. That's one of those you really don't want to wake up from. I did not want to wake up. But I was also
0: <laughs> like, I have to tell Bridget. <laughs>
1: I'm so, so thrilled you waited to tell me live, though. It was
0: That's, like I think I I might have started lucid dreaming because I was like I'm aware this is a dream and this isn't real but I want to live here as long that, as your I your brain can.
1: probably fed it even harder at that point. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I was like, how much do I have to stay asleep till this becomes a musical?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until Mr. Mistopheles pops up.
0: <laughs> I'm more of a rumtum tugger girl myself. Oh, I, but know. Oh, I, appreciate I know. I know.
1: <laughs> I'll do any reference for you, baby, even if it's not correct. <laughs> Um, Oh, my God. Speaking of musicals, I saw the Oklahoma that just opened on Broadway. (gasps) Oh, yeah. And if you, like me, are a New Yorker and have any way to go see it, holy shit, go see it. It's It's so exquisitely beautiful. And the best part was I'd never seen Oklahoma before in any iteration. Oh. So to go in and see, like, this version, which is word and note, like f- by the book, by the original production, but just like laid bare and so like chillingly relevant and I, um, I've i been thinking about it all day.
0: That's my favorite space on Broadway, The Circle in the Square. I
1: love that space. I. The only other thing I'd seen there was Fun Home, but I mean, my memories of the, that are glowing.
0: The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee was at The Circle in the uh, Square. A
1: classic.
0: Once on this Island was at Circle in the Square. I
1: wish I'd seen that.
0: Abigail Breslin in The Miracle Worker. Oh, it's essential. Holy
1: shit. Why was that not first?
0: Because that's not one of my favorites. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but um, it also shares a breezeway with the Wicked Theater, which it is.
1: sure does. I do love I, that I'm breezeway. A,
0: I love that breezeway. I used to, my very first apartment in New York was two blocks, two avenues west of that breezeway so i would i would make a point to visit it as often as possible just soak in the green yeah (laughs) i need the record to state that i gave fred the cat a treat so he would not annoy me with his meowing and he is standing outside of my door meowing and i'm like i've spent the whole day at home it's my day off and i've been looking for second jobs because i'm broke because of my car um and Fred has paid no attention to me whatsoever, and now all of a sudden he is a tenor.
1: He doesn't want um, to miss his opportunity. You know he knows when that red light goes on and when we're recording. <laughs>
0: He's waited for it, the red light. <laughs> <Exactly>. He wants
1: exactly <laughs> fucking yeah. Yep.
0: Fake record podcasting <laughs> <in> the <laughs> secret room.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I expect a full recording of your rewrite later. <laughs> so how you doing, my friend? Uh, I think I just... I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Also that. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I had my annual review at work
0: today oh you did that was today
1: yeah it's well I didn't know until I got to work this morning I got a calendar invite but um first of (laughs) all it was really funny because when we do when we put in like video requests for meetings they'll like put you in a conference room and then someone will like set up the video for you between the offices and there are a ton of conference room so usually we're in like a small one um and it was just me and my boss and she was in like a tiny conference room and I was in the biggest one in the New York office by myself (laughs) with just this enormous table full of empty chairs around me it was so fucking funny (laughs) that's so funny but it was also um it was just really nice and like it was good to talk about my job because we're kind of like making it up and happen from the beginning but also, yes. um, I don't know if you know this about Brooke and I, but uh we love praise. <laughs>
0: we love validation and praise.
1: So it was a good day for that. Um and oh, and my friend Amy from Ireland, one of my au pair friends who lives in Arizona, was flying back to Ireland today and she had a like an eight hour no, like an eighteen hour layover. Um, she got in super early this morning and then came into the city and I got to see her for coffee and it was the best. Also, she has listened to this podcast since like day one and is the best person. And it was so good to see her and really crazy that we were in Ireland together now three years ago. Wow. I
0: know. I'm um I'm updating our Instagram right now. Oh, that's um, a good thing I'm, to do. Splasti tasking. I'm posting mm-hmm. this. Mhm.
1: I'm very um, curious. Brooke is about to post a meme, and uh, you will all have already seen it at this point when this comes out, if you follow us, but, like, really want to know your thoughts on it. It 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 puts me in some very uh, unexpected categories, and it's about the Zodiac, and uh, if you like us, you'll look at it.
0: Yes. We're both th- surprised
1: by our rising signs. I'm surprised by my whole thing, you know? Really? I, I think I'm least like a Miranda emotionally. I think I'm like her in all the other ways. A double Samantha, <laughs> my strongest two signs. Okay. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Splat, the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about sex in the, the city. city. 10
1: years, Ten years younger. Years younger. <laughs>
0: And, and 20, 20 years, years later. later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were so close, and I I done effed it up. I feel like the other times it had been better. Really? I yeah. mean, I did double do it, but we did the things together. Yeah, I did double it. do it. We nailed it. We, whatever. It doesn't... What? Here's the secret. It does not matter. <laughs> I think it does... Okay, well, in that case, should we just call it a day? <laughs> yep. Thank you so much. This has been Splat the podcast. We just spent six minutes doing an Instagram on recording, and uh, you didn't get to hear it, but we're gonna pay it out now. So yeah, Bye. that took a lot of energy out of me. Yeah, I don't think I have. I mean, Splat, you know, and then Splat. Well, speaking of Splat, I you was guys, indeed. We've we, um, reached the namesake. It is our our baptism episode. (laughs) We're 18. We can (laughs) buy cigarettes. That's right. And uh, we now know where our name comes from if you're me. Yes. And let me tell you, if I had not known what it was, essentially, I would have shrieked aloud. It's so startling and upsetting. It is very intense. This
0: episode is, if nothing else,
1: intense. Intense. And... We don't mean we're camping. That was a joke for um, your dad and your dad alone. Because I think he'll appreciate it. and He will appreciate no it. No one else will.
0: No, I think there are former listeners of the pod that would appreciate it. Okay,
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that appreciation that doesn't exist. <laughs> yes.
0: If you're out there, we know you'd like that joke. <laughs>
1: Thanks. That's what everyone's here for is my impeccable sense of humor. You guys, I have things to tell you. Please tell us. Well, Bridget is coming to visit me in LA in T-minus two weeks. It's so exciting. And as I hoped, it's going to time out that we're going to record episode 20, the finale of the season and series while I'm there. So just if you turn the episode on and it shorts your headphones out, that's why. 'cause we will be screaming. <laughs> it'll just the energy will just it basically explode. like she's
0: gonna arrive from the airport and I'm just gonna slide headphones on. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> we
1: just gotta run with this adrenaline. <laughs> uh, exactly. In the car, in Bruce, <laughs> on the LA Bruce. Highway. I High five baby. The LA Highway. <laughs> um are there more things that you wanna tell us or is that just the most important thing? <laughs> there is nothing more important than you visiting me. It's true. It's so true um yeah I'm so fucking excited it's gonna be great Brooke's plan in a way I'm putting a lot of pressure on her to show me around a city that she's lived in for two and a half months (laughs) I'm like uh, except as I said I'll be happy with anything I can take you confidently to and from the core powers three different core powers I mean if you couldn't there would be no point in me coming so (laughs) uh shall we get to the splat
0: um, is there any other housekeeping? Oh, oh my gosh. I cannot believe that we didn't do this last week, but I just want to wish a now very belated birthday to <gasps> dear oh my God, um, yes. friend
1: and listener of the podcast, Emily Stout. Happy Whom birthday. we love so much and who was on the pod previously. You are. Um, a beam of sunshine. Yeah. yeah.
0: We are obsessed with you. It's true. So
1: Just know If that, that makes
0: you uncomfortable.
1: Deal with it. Deal with it go to acting school and be amazing are there any other birthdays um <laughs> class no, who's bringing cupcakes this week <laughs> well uh, our little
0: our little our little lady across the skype or the facetime has a birthday coming oh, up.
1: indeed it is but the important thing once again is that i'll be spending it with you in la <laughs> so and we're back to the facts never forget it um Ari and I are having a party on Friday, and which we're very sad, Brooke can't be there for. But a couple of people, including Brooke, were like, is this your birthday party? And I was like, oh, hadn't even occurred to me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just seemed like a really good date to Sometimes throw you just a need rager.
0: To, you need to rage. A cleansing both, rager, you know. You know, physically rage, alcoholically rage, mentally rage. Exactly right. If I don't get... A FaceTime, I will be. Mad. I mean, probably several.
1: <laughs>
0: oh no! If if Jessie's there, then yes, she loves yep. to call me from a party, mm-hmm. and I love to be like, no. Uh-huh. But this, this party,
1: this party, yeah. So, anyway. splat, baby! Here we go. Splat. Episode eighteen, season six, Sex in the City. <laughs> Let's do it. Splat! Three, two, one. We begin.
0: We begin with another weirdly culturally appropriative Rasta hat.
1: Yep. Uh, Carrie is swinging her way through those winding doors. Uh, she's having lunch with Enid Frick of Vogue. Her old editor, who she ended up not really working with. Um, I mean, she didn't want to work with him. And then she had that really weird, terrible guy who um, tried to have sex Dropped with her. In the Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then um, Enid became her boss at vogue and she invites carrie to a party lunch and is like can you bring alexander petrovsky and
0: also can you ask him if he has any single friends because i can't believe i have to ask
1: this but everyone at this party will be partnered up except for me and i need a date and she just really doesn't want to do that which is funny because it's like not unlike fears and conversations carrie has had before Mm -hmm. um and Edith, Edith also said there are no exciting prospects for her. And she was like, I thought someone from Alexander's crowd might be right for me. And then she says, please never mention this conversation to anyone at Condé Nast. <laughs>
0: and so then the waiter comes and like Edith tries to order the tor- Dorado, which is a type of fish. And he's like, well, actually, we recommend the Dorado
1: for um, two, two people. people. It's huge. And Enid's <laughs> I mean, like... You even have to be in a couple to order fish in this town. And then Carrie says she'll have the Dorado. And Enid's like, do you even like Dorado? Are you just ordering it's it? it's a pity Dorado? <laughs> yeah, if so I'd, I'll have the crab cakes. And Carrie insists. And she says, the thing is, I'm not sure if Alexander is a let's set people up kind of guy. Which is a because fair question.
0: He's Russian. And, and Enid goes, I got you a job. You get me a man.
1: Because nothing is free in this world. Mm-hmm. Later that evening, the couple I was in had a couple... To, uh, to Wait, had to... Sorry, just botched that one real bad. I'm taking it back, folks. Yeah. God bless you. Later that evening, the couple I was in had a couple of hours to prepare a dinner party for a couple of couples. You can there see why it did is. not do that in she passing. She went to
0: theater school. Oh,
1: yes. I'm putting that one into the warm-up routine. He gets the Barolo, which is a good wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he... Is having all of Carrie's friends and their partners over to um, his house for dinner, and he's cooking. It's gorgeous. Carrie is and wearing she's a prom inquiring dress. If,
0: yeah, and she's asking if he has any single friends, and he's sort of like, uh, "What do you?" He's like not into that, and he's like, well, "What about your friends?" And she goes, "Well, all my friends are are taken." And then she stops and is like, "Wow, I've I've never, never that said before. that
1: before." And you have that feeling too. The scene—I mean, they're all about to be there for dinner, but looking around the table with eight people, you know, it's just like, "Oh, wow, yes, that's a different feeling." That's a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And then
0: he tells her that he is going to Paris. And the next he doesn't week. know when he's coming back because of his um, art exhibition. And Carrie's like, well, someone leaving for Paris isn't is not foreign to me, which big.
1: right. Big has done before. And then he says to her, I was hoping you'd but come I with me You to come with me. And she says to Paris and she says "Who for who knows when we'll come back. And he said, yes, I need you there because he doesn't know how long he's going to be there. He said that to her. And then the doorbell goes, and he says, and Carrie ah, we are and about... just, like, leaves her there. So nothing has been decided. He's just kind of dropped this How... on her.
0: And Carrie's like, it's very important that your boyfriend and your friends get
1: along. Oh, and Stanford is there, too. Stanford there, is there. That's right. There are nine of them, which is lovely. I'm glad Stanford is there. Oh, no, and Marcus, well, is, there Marcus, Marcus is, is there, too. Marcus is there. Of course. How could I forget? It's all of them. And um, Samantha immediately. Is Samantha just is dressed about as an extra out of, well, no, Keri actually Pasha. as well, she's yes, but I was gonna say out of uh, Chicago, but also she's just Catherine Zeta Jones right now. <laughs> um, but she she tells a story about how she thinks her maid is using the vibrator, and then they're arguing at the dinner table jokingly about like what part of that isn't kosher to say anymore, calling her a maid or talking about vibrators or and Alexander is just like unamused. and so Carrie's kind of on edge a little bit. As you would be when you're, you know, doing this kind he of big and, introduction. And they,
0: there's this funny interaction about Billy Joel and Steve is trying to connect. They're
1: talking about playing the piano and Steve asks if he knows any Billy Joel. And, and he just starts listing off his discography. Like Piano Man and stuff. And Alexander just kind of shrugs. Like, to be fair, he's not giving them a lot to work with. Uh, and then... Charlotte makes the mistake of calling his work sculpture, which it's not really, but still no, he says... it's like multimedia. Yeah. And Carrie chimes in with something about how it's like a light experience, whatever, and he calls it something else. But they ta- start talking and arguing about Paris. Someone says they don't like Paris. I don't know who, because there are so many people at this table. I don't like Paris. And Alexander is talking <laughs> about how it's his favorite place. And how there's nowhere like it. And he says, "You'll see, Carrie." And so of and course everyone's everyone is kind of like, Arof. Whoa, whoa, And he's whoa, like, what? "Well, she's
0: she's going there with me
1: indefinitely." And <laughs> Carrie is like, "Well, um, yes, there was an invitation to go to Paris, <laughs>
0: like very and carefully." So, cut to the the four of them on on Petrovsky's bed, and and they're all like, "Later, my friends me? wanted
1: a tour of the apartment, A.K.A. time to ask me what the hell was going on, <laughs> which I love." Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, it's really cute. They're all just hanging out on his big, lovely bed and interrogating her, really. How long would you go? Where would you live? Is there a guest room? Are you really thinking of going? And Carrie's like, I don't know. I haven't digested it. I haven't even digested dinner. And she's like, this is the most romantic thing that's ever happened. And
0: then <laughs> Stanford comes in and is like... Um, excuse me, time's up. I cannot pretend to be a boy any longer.
1: (laughs) He's like, well, he's, I think he says one of the boys. (laughs) Slight difference, but he comes in and they all kind of take pity on him and go back downstairs. So I spoke to my girlfriends, and they have a few questions about Paris. Carrie says, "Of course, positing it like through them instead of just being like, I have questions about like
0: getting their own places." And he's like, "No, I want you you, there with me. I cannot live without you." (laughs)
1: Uh, She and to be fair, these are uh, extremely valid questions that I would hope she would be asking. Um, even if she's pretending they're just her friend's questions but yeah he says you'll live with me i have a beautiful apartment on the left bank but it's being remodeled so i would say uh, we would stay at the plaza Athene. okay but are we talking a year indefinitely and he says do i need to learn french would i be able to work there and what about my cell phone would my cell phone work there which like mm, yes girl asking the important
0: (laughs) questions and she's like, What about my apartment here? Do I sublet it? And he offers to fucking pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really... sort of like it's sort of like the like opposite of big. Yes. It's almost like giving way, too much. Not in a way that like I would say that, like Aiden was like the opposite of big. This is like a a peer of like two sides of the same spectrum.
1: Yeah, I would sense? agree. They're both He's now going to a different extreme, which is kind of all the more out of the blue because he hasn't really been like that so far, you know, I mean, he's except extreme his, in like, the way he like keeps himself and, you know, practices and but what were you going to say except for what Uh his like
0: adoration of Carrie? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. So they go to brunch the next morning and the girls have more questions.
0: And Miranda especially is very tense. And yeah. not happy.
1: Yeah. And kind of doing a little bit of a lawyer thing. And she keeps harping on Carrie's job and how, and she says, you're all about New York. How would, and Carrie's kind of burst. She's like, I don't know. I got all your previous questions answered and they were good ones. I And I got answers and they were good ones, by the way. So like, I would just like you guys to be excited for me please and samantha says we are and carrie's like no forget it and charlotte who really has been sweet about it from the beginning is like i think it's so romantic and and miranda kind of defends with saying you know we just want to make sure you're thinking it through and carrie at this point from this point forward she kind of does what she did with alexander about the um what about like the story about his dead friend where she's yeah. just like she's at done point and she just like can't listen beyond this. She's which, which to be fair, it's pretty intense. I do, <laughs> yeah, but um, she's not gonna listen. She she, she says, also says to them, yeah, say it. No, no, you say. She basically says, "I just want you guys to be excited for me, especially when I've always been excited for you."
0: Yes, it's finally her time, and then she goes to say. They say the unexamined life is not worth living. But what if the examining becomes your life? Is that living or just procrastinating? And what if all those helpful lunches and late night phone calls to friends have made us all girl talk and no girl action? Is it time to stop
1: questioning? I think with the exception of the like girl talk, (laughs) part of it it's actually a pretty great question yeah about I think it's a I like com- really resonate with that yes. I feel like I've spent a,
0: the past six months being like what if I moved to like what would be happen if I moved to LA what would happen if I'm yeah to LA?
1: and at a certain point you just had to do it and you did it you know <laughs>
0: in the great Broadway musical wicked uh-huh so um, glad that's the second time it's come up already I don't have the memory. I can't think of it. But it says, you know, Fiero pontificates. You know, why invite stress in? Stop studying strife, and learn to live the unexamined life. Oh my Which God! Basically, Carrie <laughs> is suggesting Frunk. that. What if we just, you know,
1: in this essay, I life. will. <laughs>
0: essay, I will compare the I Wonder thesis of Carrie Bradshaw in Season 6, Episode 18 of Sex and the City to Stephen Schwartz's iconic dance party song, Dancing Through Life, track 7 on the CD of Wicked.
1: In order to okay. mol- more fully ascertain whether or not I'm so we sorry. need balance it's track between six. questioning. It's track and- 6, <laughs> popular Thank 7. Thank God we did not put this out without the correction in there. <laughs>
0: I can't. My fans will come for me. <laughs> All of you. I hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Screaming in agony. I have a brand to uphold. And uphold it. You do like Atlas himself, baby. <laughs> On those gorgeous shoulders. Yeah, it's a good question about <laughs> at what point being thorough and thoughtful and, you know, thinking everything through means that you're avoiding actually doing the things, you know? Well, it's action versus inaction. And also, like, I feel like Carrie is also the queen
0: of talking around something, Mm -hmm. come going to her friends to get the, the answers that she wants rather than the answer that she needs. And it seems like for the first time, her friends aren't giving her the answer that she wants. Totally. And it's forcing her to leave the voices inside of her head and now confront the cat on her fire escape
1: yeah yeah by and the by the ears the whiskers rather. and that cat will take her to paris will it i mean yes i only know that because of the damned episode titles um i don't know it could be talking about
0: paris texas
1: now that would be a twist (laughs) Petrovsky just like pops her (laughs) on a plane to Texas and that's his favorite city in the world (laughs) um I think though there's something to be said for Miranda's side of thing because you know Mm -hmm. because action without any thought at all in just sheer impulse is often not you know necessarily the right or healthy or best or whatever thing but also sometimes it's not every action has to be good you know sometimes it's better Mm -hmm. to do and you know see where the cards fall than not and sometimes you have to absolutely and I think Carrie's just confronting like what her identity is in this moment in her life and what it's going to be from here and her and it's this is a really big you know she has to it is actually a have to I think Mm -hmm. she has to decide beep boop
0: Oh, in every episode of the series,
1: yes, there is a question
0: involved with Carrie's writing. The moment Carrie changes the
1: question mark to a period in this episode, which she, she does at write. the end of the que- the last question, the is it time to stop questioning? Carrie changes the question mark to a period.
0: She doesn't write anything until the very end of the series. Right. So this is, is like she
1: puts a symbolic period the at the end
0: of. Because she, she's going to have to quit her job at the New York Star. Which
1: we, spoiler, she does in this episode. Um, so this is it. This is her last. It's almost like a subconscious decision in and of itself. Here we go. And... So Harry and this
0: Charlotte plotline, Bridget, it it gets it's It's really fucking dumb. I
1: feel like the minute that they gave Samantha something real, they were like, now we have to counter this with some other dumb shit, and it got heaped on Charlotte. So Charlotte weighs. Harry's like,
0: someone's gotten a little chunky.
1: She's feeding the dog French fries. (laughs) And <laughs> to be fair, and Harry's like, someone's getting <laughs> a little chunky, and Charlotte legitimately tears up a little and is like, "That's not very nice to say." And and
0: he's like, "No, the dog." And it, it turns out Elizabeth Taylor has gained four pounds in I don't know how many months because oh, sh- time doesn't exist on this show. No,
1: and she also doesn't look any different. She's still a tiny dog. So she, and, Charlotte, and takes Charlotte her to a pet store. Her to a pet <laughs> in store. her in her hot little hands uh and she says she's getting fat and he's like what and she says i know that's an ugly word but it's just you know i needed advice and he looks up at her and he goes she's not getting fat she's pregnant cut to charlotte scrubbing the tub like lady macbeth <laughs> truly out, out, damn
0: spot, baby! Because and she's talking about how everyone around her is getting pregnant
1: because she cannot handle the fact that her dog is getting pregnant. And Harry from, makes like, a joke from like bang, bang in the park. <laughs> Harry makes a joke about eight dogs, and Charlotte says something about an unpedigreed family because, of course, she does. And the dog walks in, and Charlotte whips her head around and goes, "Elizabeth Taylor, I love you, but mommy can't look at you right now." My <laughs> God! And she goes it's back so. to scrubbing the tub. You know what? Okay. To her credit, Kristen, sweet Kristen's credit, like she goes all in on this and I think it would be harder to watch if she didn't. You know, she works with what she's given. She commits to the fullness of being Charlotte even mm-hmm. in these moments. Yeah. So, carries at a bookstore
0: with a young Elaine.
1: <laughs> it's really insane. <laughs> I'm and sorry. I'm sorry, Brooke. Ellen stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you out of the window uh she it's Samantha in a really great way uh, she also is a little bit Rizzo from Greece
0: I just oh, like how sure. she's
1: leaned into this but she's talking with um Carrie about what Carrie wants to do and um how great Alexander is which she truly thinks he is she
0: gets but she says I really like him and like I can't fathom
1: moving anywhere Especially not across the world oh, for someone yeah, who no. you really like. I think, I mean, Carrie's world isn't really a real world, which is, I think, why I i have I have sort of strong feelings about the end of this episode. Um, And I'm curious if we will cross over on those. But I, well, the you thing know, is it's my, a, my dating MO is that of, of a Wanderlust, in- so indeed, we'll see. Indeed. Well, I mean in similar ways Ugh. me but you know she, what the- hang on wait hang on we might have similar things to say about this let's pause it real fast but before i lose the thought in my head the only real risk she's taking is quitting her job which yes is you know her brand but like if she were to come back to new york i'm pretty sure she could replicate that magic he's paying for her apartment so it's still going to be there and she gets to go have a pretty much all expenses paid romp in paris well i don't understand why she has to quit her job is it because it's a new york themed I think so and I think Column? uh, Yeah I think so because it's about you know her life in New York but she says later in the episode that she tried to sell them a like American Girl in Paris thing that they didn't settle for so she tries were you going to say that Carrie is doing the most asinine (laughs) way of learning a language where she's walking down the street listening to French tapes but she's just listening to this woman say things in French no repeating them no oh I wanted to yes I didn't even I like didn't even
0: acknowledge that that's what was happening I was so gobsmacked by the the Walkman that was on screen yes for just a mere five seconds that I I couldn't have told you she could have been
1: listening to the Beastie Boys for all I care that's a much less fussy reason to be (laughs) shocked by this scene I was just like she walks for a while I mean she goes through a lot of phrases and Carrie's just like placidly listening, which is just not. You've a you know, language. Uh-huh. Well, they didn't have Duolingo, okay? She also, if there's no, it's not like English sentence, French sentence. It's literally just a tape of a woman saying things in French. Like there is no <laughs> way Carrie understands what's happening. That's so funny. Uh, so now she's putting earrings on. <laughs> yep. And she looks beautiful.
0: And and he keeps being like, So, are we going to Paris?
1: <laughs> we, first, he says, Yeah, he says, Are you coming? And she says, Yeah, I'm putting my earrings on. And he says, No, to Paris. <laughs> She's like, Well, I'm thinking about it. I haven't decided yet, which I think is honest of her. And he says, I'm inviting you to France, not to jail. And she goes, I have more questions. And he goes, Is that even possible? <laughs> which also, like, okay, dude, give her a little understanding that this is kind of He's an enormous less decision. Cute now. Yes. Well, they've they have, they have pushed him over a character edge. You know. She says, "Could we stay in New York and just go to Paris for a few months for your show?" And he's like, "No, I'm done with New York. I need it's to be in Paris now. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I have been here for three years. I'm finished with New York." And Carrie's
0: like, "Well, I'm not finished with New York because she never will be.
1: No, it's part of her identity. As she part f- of who
0: she." His. Carrie, New York City, Bradshaw, and she offers up the idea of long distance, which
1: Alexander Petrovsky knows better than to curse yourself yeah, with. That. Also, just like that's not what either of you actually want to do here, you know. Like th- this isn't even no. That would just.
0: I also don't know why Carrie decides
1: they're like having this conversation,
0: and she's shocked, and so she just makes direct Looks eye contact <laughs> in with in the, in the It's
1: so funny. Uh. He's basically now, like I ugh. don't like long distance for a lot of reasons, and you know, someone meets someone, and and now we are at a party. The party. Enid comes over. She greets Petrovsky, and Carrie introduces her date, who is hidden behind her completely because. <laughs> and it's character actor Wallace Shawn. <laughs> oh God, who, it's so good. If you
0: Google him, a you'll little know princess exactly bride.
1: Um, a little princess bride in our Sex in the City. It's exactly what I needed today. Martin and is a food critic for Bon Appetit, and Enid is I obviously mean, like not thrilled. Yes, food critic for Bon Appetit. Right, right. Go on the dates just to see where he would take you.
0: Lily and I were spent like twenty five minutes just watching Bon Appetit test kitchen
1: videos. Mm. In fact, that's mm. what I'm I love do those. After we I love up. those test kittens. Kitchens. Holy shit. <laughs> uh we at Splat Podcast do not test on animals. I please do not <laughs> sue us. Test kit. Carrie is left in the position to explain to Enid cuz Alexander takes um the date Martin, I think his name is, away and Carrie's like he's really sweet and smart. And this woman Lexi Featherstone comes in like brash and loud and he's I think like, she was in Bradshaw. She's been in other stuff for sure. Yeah. And she like ditzes her way through the party. So Miranda and Steve are at home getting in bed, which makes sense because Carrie's out at a party. <laughs> yeah, I love them. And and they're in Brooklyn now. Yep. And they're, and getting they're married. In, and Steve's basically <laughs> like, I know, me too. They get in bed in sync. It's so cute. And Steve is basically like, are you still talking about Alexander? And Miranda's like, he's pretentious. And, you know, he's he, – and Steve finally, after a few minutes, is like, all right. He was kind of full of himself. And Miranda goes, thank you. And he goes, Hey. The kid's asleep. <laughs> it's so cute. I love we Dad love Steve them. so much. Dad Steve. It also like And then he rolls Miranda over. I know. He rolls over and spoons her after he turns the lights out. And he's like, it'll be okay. If she moves, it'll be okay. And Miranda's just like, she can't move. I, she says, I bet she won't. She's got too much here. And. Huh.
0: It's funny when our friends try to tell us. Uh-huh. Or themselves. How and what we feel
1: about certain places. Yep. So, oops, it's so funny. I just got what you are saying to me. I'm there with you. (laughs) Where you will or won't go. Carrie has basically found herself basically stuck on a date with the food critic who's talking to her about um, cheeses, which honestly I was like, I would love to have this conversation at a party. Holy shit. And And Ian is talking Petrovsky's ears off. And Carrie's like, somehow we switched dates and she's feeling a little uncomfortable. And so she dips out of her conversation and goes over to the couch Um, and Enid is saying like, I have to tell you, I've been a fan of yours for longer than I'd care to admit. And he says, I have been doing my work for longer than I'd care to admit. (laughs) And Carrie is wearing like a really cute little flapper dress. She looks so cute. It's like a flapper dress. Um. And. She comes over and Enid says, oh, are you always this attentive? Like kind of, uh, like. Sort of making fun of Carrie for and coming over to check really on them. And then there's this really weird scene And where she, she goes, sends, Carrie sends, uh, what's his name Alex. off? Alex. That guy for a martini. Yes. And then there's and, a and weird Enid scene. And Enid is like,
0: why am I not with him? And Carrie's like, um, because I am. And she's like, but he's my
1: age and I should be with him. Well, and Carrie, at first Carrie is like, what are you doing? Which is a little intense, but like, yeah, go get your man. But Enid is basically like, it's not fair. He's my age and you've got him. So like. I mean, Enid is kind of uh, crazy. She's like the old and hardened version of the worst of all of them, you know, in some ways. The worst tropes of this show. Mm, Yes. But she uh, kind of has a point where she's like, I'm a successful 50-something woman and the pool for me is so small that it's a waiting pool because well I
0: it's funny because I feel like in the same way that like Carrie was like men our age are going to date women 10 years younger than us it holds true yeah men my age are going to date women your age
1: which I think it says something about a cultural standard that is true across generations it's snowing and
0: they walk in on Kristen Johnston still true too doing coke Kristen Johnston
1: aka Lexi Featherstone and she's doing coke in the bathroom. And Carrie's like, wow, people still do coke? And she's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Unfortunately. God, Carrie, I'm 40 years old. Can you fucking believe it? Don't answer that. And she says, <laughs> remember when we used to go to tunnel? We were like five. And and she asks if Carrie needs to pee. And Carrie's like, no, I was just trying to escape this party for a minute. And, and Featherstein is like, God, I don't even know why I'm at this party. We're
0: the only two single girls here. Can you believe it? And Carrie's like. Um, I'm not and she
1: goes fuck you and walks and, out and laughs but she laughs she's like very much that kind of just like brash loud fun she's a party girl who has everyone else has outgrown her she is perhaps the opposite end of an Enid yes cut to Lady Macbeth scrubbing away at the kitchen floor uh, <laughs> indeed and harry is like again what is time on this show <laughs> or i guess she was very pregnant and they just didn't realize because just, harry is like um you're gonna have to come see the dog because she's giving birth in the tub right and now suddenly maternal instincts
0: kick in elizabeth her vet- taylor veterinary degree i know mommy charlotte telling- is able to deliver these Three puppies. Also, I guess as she's a small dog, but don't puppies normally
1: have like eight dog puppies at a time? It depends on the, the breed. Different ones have different amounts. Um. And so Carrie and Alexander are chatting up another couple who are talking about how they live in Calcutta half the time and L.A. half the time. And then the man is like, well, I'm not. She hates L.A. And she's like, frozen yogurt isn't real. And then...
0: That's all it is here. It's just
1: mountains of frozen yogurt. Just store after store of frozen yogurt. And she stays in Calcutta the whole year. And so, of course, the minute they walk away, Carrie's like, look, that works for them. We could spend time apart. And Alexandra's like. No, he's like, I can't do a single thing without you. <laughs> I, but he's also, I mean, his point is like, I want to be with you. I want to wake up with you. I want you to yeah. be there when I come home. I can't understand or
0: comprehend someone feeling that way about someone else. So I am projecting. <laughs> a t- you
1: know that's not true. Uh, we can talk about that <laughs> off air. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Uh, shall we th- three-way conference listen? <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I'm desperate for a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So Lexi is walking around the party with a cigarette in her hand in this very nice apartment asking for a light. She asks... Enid and who's like she was rather rude I don't even know how she got in here and, and Wallace is like excuse me she told you not to smoke and he's she's like oh, all these old people well so she's trying to open a window which first of all I don't know why someone would have these massive floor-to-ceiling windows that high up in their building because it's terrifying like you wouldn't why you would ever open them I mean I like well, the I don't windows think you would but, open them but I think that that's you just don't open them well, yeah but there are windows that just don't open you know like why would you need to open that floor-to-ceiling there and anyway lexi Johnson is talking about how how new york is dead it's because wallace comes over the the martin comes over and is like the host asks you not to smoke and so she kind of goes on this like she has a monologue about how boring everyone has become and she says god i'm so bored i could die at the end of it and then slips on her manolo grabs the curtain whacks the window open and falls out And everyone freaks out, understandably. It is truly shocking. Uh, And Carrie, like, just turns and, like, slams into Alexander's chest, buries her head, and his drink sloshes. Like, it's very... Everyone has the appropriate, very strong reactions. And that's why the episode is called Splat. Fascinating thing. So they do these shots of New York the next morning, covered in snow. It had started snowing a few hours after the party and hadn't stopped. So this was this isn't stock footage of New York covered in snow. it's It was actually shot by the um, producers and it's the only shot of New York in the whole show that doesn't have one of the girls in it, one of the women. How interesting. So they like really wanted that aesthetic because they do beautiful shots of like empty New York streets in the snow. Yeah. And then our favorite family in Brooklyn is making snow angels and in their backyard. It's like- Yeah,
0: and Charlotte lifts off of the puppies off of a newspaper that just says "splat" Splat on it,
1: with an exclamation point as the headline, and because all the papers have obviously are running the story. Um, Well, all the all the all the the page sixty papers exactly. Two days later, we said goodbye to our snow angel. Wait, she tripped on her Manolo? Stanford, like, kind of can't get enough. And he wasn't there, so he feels kind of removed from it in that way that he's, like, joking inappropriately has, I already. I need details. Last words, and Carrie just the goes, I'm so of the century. bored.
0: I could die. God bless you. Thank
1: you. And this Stanford is like, no, week. of course. <laughs> and Carrie, like, kind of can't joke with him in this. I mean, she's indulging it a little, but she was there and witnessed it, and it obviously is... <laughs> Not up for humor in the way the rest of them are. Stanford so goes woman in. was the it girl in the eighties. Yeah. So Stanford goes in to sit with um, Marcus, who's saving them seats next to I don't know Hugh Jackman or someone. Yeah, the greatest showman himself. Of course, who was relevant then too. I love that. Uh, and it's just and the it, four of them. And, and then
0: this weird moment where Enid walks in with um
1: whatever his name is Walton, Sean. Wallace Shawn, and. Carrie has kind of like a moment smiling at her and Enid kind of looks like she's accepting her death sentence. But... Um, well, also a woman fell 18 stories out of her apartment building. Which so. is, yeah, very understandable that you would feel uh, shitty and sad on a day like that. But Carrie says something about it being the end of an era about um Featherstone, Kristen, the woman who died. All of, all of those identities are her. And yep. they get distracted and then she tells them... She's moving to Paris. Paris. And they're like, because a woman fell out a window? And Carrie goes, no, because I want to open up a new one. Which, sure. And then they ask her a few questions, including especially Miranda. And she's like, we are done with the portion question of this. She doesn't. She just shuts them down completely, which maybe not the time and place. But to be fair, it's shocking news, sort of. And she leaves them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Miranda is wearing a constable hat with a green tie wrapped
0: around it. Yes, she sure is.
1: Miranda takes some bold make some bold choices this in is like directions. leprechaun this is i was like gonna border. say she is a leprechaun in this right now she 100 percent.
0: not that we don't adore tony grammy <laughs> and emmy award winner cynthia nixon i just know
1: she didn't make these wardrobe choices for herself you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she, miranda asks and so carrie if she miranda wants to walk after the funeral and Wait. they're gonna go to get food hello hello carrie Carrie and miranda Miranda. are walking to go get food because miranda asked her if she wanted to and carrie tells her that she quit her job which miranda's kind of shocked by and she's like
0: carrie that's who you are and carrie goes no it's not it's what i do What i do which i found very interesting i do
1: too and i'm not sure carrie fully believes it but maybe it's good to move on from that anyway um, but she says she tried to, you know, sell them on American Girl in Paris. And she's like, maybe they'll hand my job to, a, you know, 29 year old with new stories. And Miranda says, I think you're making a mistake. And Carrie is like, fuck you, basically. Yeah. And she says, like, why can't you be, you know, they, they go back and forth a little bit. And Miranda's like. I it's I it's I'm allowed to have an opinion and Carrie's like yeah you are but it's a stupid one and you keep making it and I don't want to hear it why can't you just be happy for me and she's like I can't stay in New York and be single for you I can uh, which is a, a has definite truth in it but Miranda says it's I don't need you to be here and be single you know like she's like I'm talking about for you you're giving everything up and Carrie has valid points in that everyone around her has moved on and she's like, I can stay here and not move on or I can go with him and live my life. And Miranda says, well, his life, which isn't wrong. No, it's not. And it, that's why I think it hurts Carrie so much because Carrie whirls around and leaves. And Miranda says, Carrie, I love you. Don't go. And she's like, just say it. You don't like him. And Miranda says,
0: fine, fine I don't. I don't like him.
1: And Carrie is like, I'm fucking going to Paris. Bye-bye. And Let me says, strut away. She says, well, away. Good, thing,
0: good thing you're not going to Paris
1: with him. Yeah. And then she goes and is on a sl- carriage, no, a sleigh pulled by a horse with so much blush on her cheeks. And little Women style. Uh, and she says she's not going to question anything, including where on earth he found a sleigh by a horse in Central Park I think it's a carriage not a sleigh but I like the idea of it being a sleigh but I think but it's not a, I mean it, it it is but it's like a snow carriage it's not one of the Central Park carriages you know sure um and maybe that, it is maybe it is maybe I'm crazy
0: did okay, I imagine
1: okay.
0: did I, I imagine
1: did. Ugh, my brain oh no the, the still for the next episode has a face in it I really didn't want to see. I mean, I know oh. it's coming, but I'm so mad <laughs> for the next up. So that is it, you guys. That is Splat. That is Splat. Believe the it episode. or not. Splat, the episode by me, Brooke, and me, Bridget. Um, <laughs> we wrote it. Wow. It's a big one in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Should we talk dive. about that
1: Miranda Carey uh, conversation at the end? Because we didn't really p- dwell on it. Oh, yeah. Let's absolutely do that. How do you feel about that? Um, I see both sides. I think I do, too. But I also... I, I
0: just wish that the reason Carrie was leaving was for Carrie and not for a band.
1: That's... I feel that also. And I think... I agree with you that I see both sides. But I think... Um, So much of what Carrie does in this episode with regards to like her friend's reactions is done out of defensiveness because while she is right that like she can go and live her life, the thing that's in Paris for her is Alexander. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And she could build a life there. And maybe that's, you know, what she will end up doing, everyone. But she, I think, I don't know. I don't know that she's being fully honest with herself. But also, yeah, I don't... what an opportunity, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. But I think it's, like, hard. I think Miranda's, like, been fighting, like, settling into married life. Yeah, and Mrs. Carrie already and like already feels distance being in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. which Carrie
1: also says like you moved to, you moved to Brooklyn and Carrie, I mean Miranda's like yeah Brooklyn not Paris. <laughs> um, but yeah, no Miranda's definitely fearful here, and I get that. I mean, <laughs> hello, can relate to your best <laughs> friend moving somewhere else and being really scared about that. Yeah, uh, and more than and more than just me, like you're. I feel like, yeah, your best friends are all on the
0: West Coast, except for yeah. Ari.
1: No, Not truly. all of them, obviously. But no, like, but I have I moved like- away from all of my best friends, or had them move away at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very true. And like I've lived abroad, you know, I've done that thing. It's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, but it wasn't indefinite. But still, yeah. It's also interesting that Carrie's been so disdainful of, like, travel before now. Also, she, like, doesn't like his espressos, you know? And he takes her to the opera and she wants to go to McDonald's. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know that she is a Paris girl. I'm sure there are parts no. of it she'd love, but... Yeah, she... she. Well, again, I couldn't tell you how long they've been dating.
0: No. But we all we know, know my stance on we only know moving somewhere months. for someone
1: slash... Oh, we do. You know... I mean, I what? feel that strongly too. I just, we've talked about it before, but like we talked about it with Aiden, you know, when you haven't spent, I don't know, at least when you a don't full know year know the ugly every part season, of a person yet. Yeah. How
0: can you, if you haven't how traveled you with them, if to you haven't. not have an escape <laughs> from them? Yeah, to That move. sounds so but, but, like a. Uh, Bleak, but I don't, I don't mean like escape, but like, how can you commit to spending a hundred or 90% of your time with someone?
1: Especially when you're not just moving in together, but moving somewhere new together. Yeah. Like you are the a hundred percent for each other for a while. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, especially when she's not going to have means to like take care of herself. Really. There's also that part of it. Like, what does she do? I guess she'd come back to New York and go to her apartment again. So there's a real safety net here for Carrie, which I think it makes it easy for her to kind of Miranda lives after yells after her. You're living in a fantasy. And I think there's some, there's a grain of truth in that for sure, because that's kind of what Carrie's always done. Mm -hmm. Um, Bridget, Yo. who
0: did, you, who, did you resonate with anyone
1: in particular? Well, Miranda and mm-hmm. Carrie uh-huh. wanting to move and chase adventure when it's presented to her. Yeah, very she much wants so.
0: adventure in the great wide somewhere. And she romance and to be tell. paired up. And yeah,
1: <laughs> more than she'll ever know. Uh, I resonated with Samantha and Samantha also being the like the other side friend he's like fuck yeah go on that adventure chase your heart Mm -hmm. you like him do what you want to do girl especially post-cancer samantha who is allowed to be like wise and salient and calm um and can't say i super related to charlotte but i do love puppies you know uh yeah i definitely resonated with charlotte because
0: i also see myself Having to give birth, or give birth, oh no,
1: having to... Birth puppies. Yeah. In a tub. And be jealous of your dog. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: definitely resonate with Miranda, I mean, and, and Carrie though. I feel like if that opportunity was presented to me, I would have a hard time
1: saying no. Me too, especially if I had as few intense ties to sort out as carrie did like yes leaving her friends is no small matter but it's not like there's family and it's i mean it it really again kind of comes down to the job yeah uh yeah yeah no i mean if someone said that to me right now i might even quit my job
0: yeah i would do it right now Except like, it's just like hard because of like the thing we wanted. Like Carrie's a writer; she can she can figure out how to be a writer. Yeah, it's
1: true. It's sort of like I'm too. I'm too. I'm maybe too practical for that. I also just you know how I feel about other people like paying for me. Extend you know like I I I, I'm good fine about accepting gifts and you know like I love that. I'm not I'm not that kind of intense about it. But like the idea of a like someone paying for my apartment and then no. paying for my life in a city i would feel yeah. like kept, you know. Mhm. I think the power imbalance there is just you know. Um yes, absolutely. Plopability? Um pretty plopable, i'd say most of it. Yeah, it's like Carrie could it's just crazy. go to T-Mobile and have them put her on an international plan if she <laughs> did, but
0: It's also crazy to think about like how someone would have filmed Kristen Johnson falling out of a window. Yeah, I because thought about like, that a lot too. Like that would be like someone would be like, oh my God, this drunk bitch is giving a
1: speech and then whip out their phones and then all of a sudden she'd fall out a window. Oh yeah, someone definitely would have caught it on video. Wow. It's Although I don't know among the 35-year-old set. It was a cr- oh, if it was like fair. a you know what I, I guess mean. They're in their
0: forties, their fifties, forties, fifties too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like Carrie would have <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I'd say, I'd say pretty plop-able. I Again, I have a lot of questions about just like, oh, this dog's giving birth.
1: That's cool. Uh huh. Like and not very casual. A, a doctor no. of any kind. No. Any consultation. She doesn't even go to the vet. She goes to the pet store. Yeah. I'm dubious about that but yeah other than
0: that you know friendship woes are friendship woes mm-hmm. no matter what year
1: you are yeah I think Carrie's had like uh, there have been like maybe like a, a, one real fight between each of them mm-hmm. she's had a Miranda fight now Sh- Sh- Charlotte and Samantha have had a fight Miranda, Miranda and, and Samantha, Samantha, Samantha have had
0: like tension yeah
1: Um, you know, they got to spice it up. Keep them real. Yeah. Darren Stars. Darren
0: Stars. Um, I feel like,
1: what do you think? I'm going to say an eight. That's what I was going to say. Perfect. Then let's shake on it. Eight it is. Done. Um, it has been decided. Decided that's that do
0: you have delties ups and delties downs
1: yes I sure do my delta up is was getting to see my friend Amy today which is so nice and such a delight and she's on a plane to Ireland right now which I'm so envious of and I said this to Brooke yesterday but like I still have such Sunday blues before work you know starts again and Every week, Monday is not as bad as I think it's going to be. You know, it's still Monday, but I'm just like really grateful for my job. So yeah. maybe I wouldn't quit it to so go to Paris. Nice. Um, and my delta down is that no matter what I put on them and how much water I chug, my lips are just so deeply chapped.
0: Wow. I do not envy you.
1: Not, I mean, it's not terrible. They're not cracking, it's just like constant. And I'm um, at my wit's end, so if you have um miracle remedies, hit me up. Also, if the weather yeah. could just decide what it's doing, that'd be cool. Mm, yeah, it's a little chilly here too. It'll be nicer than where I am, so I will not complain. <laughs> um, you Brooke. My delta
0: up is oh, I had one, and I forgot it. What a um, roller coaster.
1: That's... That's too bad. Maybe start with the down and see what happens. It'll bring my you back My delta around. down.
0: Well, my delta like bu- up and down is that. So oh. not a change. <laughs> well, it's like it's a good thing when I'm sad is that uh-huh. I finished the Fosters on Netflix. Oh, uh, girl. Yes. You've been on the yes. journey. It's I always
1: have. It's always really bittersweet to um, come to the end of something like that. Yeah. I invested a lot of energy into them.
0: What's mm-hmm. Um What's next? And also that I don't I don't know. Okay. I, I, but I I'm 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 liking the like melodrama family teenager. Mm, like mm, I want good that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but my other Delta Down is that Kyle left on Monday. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. So That's now a big I'm one. I'm back I'm back to you know. Kyle Less. I'm f- Kyle I got I was spoiled. S- um Mike Delta up. Is that I I really like things are good, you know. Yeah, um, but I miss. I'm. I'm just like my deal's up is that I had a day off today and like I did some work looking for some stuff online. Um, but I mostly got to chill today, and that was really I needed it. Yeah, you deserve. As that. you can hear from my voice, I am a tired girl. How many classes yesterday? Four? Yeah. That's a lot of classes. In a day, yeah. I'm probably really dehydrated.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have more.
0: I have tea that I'm going to drink when we get off this pod.
1: Mm, Um, Tea. And uh, Bon Appetit test kitten videos.
0: Oh, I forgot and then I remembered. Test. Kitten. Thank you you're welcome test kittens um bridget yo
1: if i wanted to follow you on social media how could i do that well you could uh find me on twitter at mrs burt macklin or oh. you could find me on instagram at bridget m37 or oh. you find me on napster just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um you my friend
0: um, you can find me on Twitter at Brook underscore Wiseman, and you can find me on Instagram at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. And if you put an underscore, I will send you a DM with one letter every day until I make a sentence, and you won't know when it ends
1: until I put a period. Wow. What a weird middle ground drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> Torture. I love it. I love it. Don't make her do and, it. And collectively we are at At splat podcast Podcast.
0: um on twitter gmail instagram rate review subscribe let us know if there's a show you want us to do after splat you have two episodes left of sex in the city is there something you want to hear from us
1: do you want us to go away forever (laughs) um in which case i know a good forest we can move to <laughs> we're going to move to portland <laughs> I, I was thinking of vermont where we went oh, great there but are trees in both places there are s- trees everywhere we love it save the trees um love <laughs> what you guys a twist that would be <laughs> oh what a twist that would be that would be oh. love you guys we love you guys bye bye happy splat